is everybody? Right. Doing good. Good morning. Oh, I'm okay. I was, I was, uh, a very heavy, um, surreal experience. And I, I didn't get to do pleasantries or formalities or anything. I was just locked in this bus. And then I was committed to, I'm not going to put these sweatpants on. They wanted me to wear sweatpants to go run to the elevator. And of course, I put the sweatpants on and just, I never saw anyone. I never got to see the crowd. I never got to see any of the boys. I never any of these talents I knew, talents I didn't know. And then the thing went up and I got to see you know, over 60,000 people. And I heard ones. And it's just, uh, I'm still, uh, still reeling. I have a nine month old who did not make it to the match, which is okay. But she definitely stayed up throughout the night. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sure, there's plenty of parents in here who understand. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, this is a nice uh, to get out here and chat with you, all of you. I'm ready to rock. Okay, well, uh, Bill and I will take the questions. So raise your hand if you have one. Nice to have you back, brother. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask because I, I read some of the interviews you did uh, on the way in with Riley and Ringo and stuff, and I know you've spoken to Ben and things like that. Have you spoken to Triple H yet? Curious after everyone obviously with the pedigree teases and whatnot in the match and the infamous throw moments. I guess it'd be cool if you guys have had a chat with I think he did. Um, we did speak. And I think Triple H did it in such a Triple H fashion. Everybody had come on the bus to say hello, to talk a little bit about what may happen. The very last one uh, was, was Triple H. My assistant, uh, my former assistant from uh, from AEW, was you know who came as a, as a friend, he was on it, and he knows the world's worst kept secret at Hunter is my favorite wrestler, and that was a really geez, this this has been a wild tear filled weekend, but uh, it was just a good moment. Also, just to see him healthy, um, and I know you know retirement came. Uh, as it did, but to, to do some justice, you know, to not only see my favorite wrestler and somebody that, gosh, I just, I got, wanted to model so many things after and stuff, but Seth being uh, his protege, uh, and to be able to, to give some of those fan service, uh, perhaps moments, um, for the fans, but also for Triple H, who is all wrestlers, we're, we're all marks and fans, and even at the highest level, which uh, he's been, but that was really touching. Especially, you got to put it in perspective. As many of you know, uh, I talked a lot of smack. I destroyed his throne. I mean, I I, I was very loud and uh, vociferous and, and just very intense on getting uh, angry. I'm just angry. Uh, and that was a moment of no anger. Because why would I be angry? You guys are paying me this absurd amount of money and I get to be me. I get to be me. Uh, and... Uh, Especially coming from where I had left here, there's nothing to be angry about. It's more a matter of one, you know, chapter ended, a beautiful chapter at AEW, which I'm so proud of. And then to start this new chapter here, I just kept saying out there, I kept saying finish. And I wasn't talking about the match. I just kept saying finish as far as what's next. You know, I, I what I started here, I gotta finish that. If that makes sense. But yeah, we spoke uh, right before. I was very, uh, very excited to see. 
Hey, of course. Is that Denise behind his light? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Good. Usual suspects, but um, you mentioned in previous interviews that you intended on retiring by forty, and you've mentioned that this is a multi-year contract. Is this your last contract with wrestling, and do you still plan on retiring package? Does this matter if I'm holding the camera? No. Okay. Uh, forty is this? It was for me, as far as and I, I don't know if we ever explained why forty. 40 was because uh, I didn't want to be an old man wrestler. And some guys like being old men wrestlers and old women wrestlers. They love it. That's nothing. Some of them are doing it at the highest level. You don't know they're old. Uh, but this is something people forget about me. I started in the WWE system in 1920, and I was on the road full time. Never one weekend off except when I tore my trap. And that was three weeks. That's where the mustache came from. So that was the only time I ever had off. In the 10 years of the WWE, that's all live events. That's not, no knock on independent wrestling. Independent wrestling, a ring of honor, maybe two shows a month, maybe one big blue. It was for me Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday often. And the kicker was I was a bad guy. So it's a lot of falling down. It's a lot of, it's a, a lot on your body. And I just didn't want to have the saddle walk. I didn't want to uh, not be able to pick up my kid. But there's the best medical team here where I just was and everyone does everything. Uh, I mean, Tom Brady's with like 80. <laughs> he's, he's still the great, he's still the goat. He's really he just, I got this, he's the goat, you know, so maybe 40 isn't the number anymore, but I think that's probably uh, still kind of out there for me just cause that'd be really fun. Um, you know, I, I loved watching my dad wrestle uh, when he was older, but also it's hard. You know, and, and people forget that my, it's like a 36-year-old going on 50. It's more what it feels like just because of the schedule I have. So I don't know. I think I'm going to get away from absolutes because I was the king of absolutes for the last six years. And a lot of them coming back to bite me in the ass. So, uh, which is fine. It's a good, we, we changed our mind. We changed stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, I think maybe, maybe. Anything that you want to come into WWE and try and change because there's a lot of talk about underutilized talents, creative, not being the greatest all the time. Is there anything you want to bring to the table and change everything? If I could think of one thing, and I really appreciate you saying that about the industry because it sucks when you're a wrestler or you're an entertainer and you have yourself on the back. You know, we did this, but but truly um, everything changed about sports entertainment, pro wrestling, whatever you want to call it, everything changed with uh, what me, Matt, Nick, Timmy, and Tony did. And uh, there are people eating and families who are being, it's, that's the great, that's actually written off on that. That's why I felt so good leaving. That's why it made all the sense in the world. Like, we did all this. The kids are good. Now I, I want to go do something for, for me. Um, just about making change over here. Oh, it's it's simple. It's one thing. I think if anything, I want to present myself without fear. Because when I was here, I was scared. I was a kid. I was scared. I mean, look around. There's 50 people monitoring this interview. There's 
that there's the chairman himself. There's guys like Hunter. There's uh, there's Stephanie. There's just these these dynamic figures. So Nick Khan. It was just like these presents. And when you're a kid, that's scary. Even though you talk, you know, you talk in the rental cars and all all that. That's I was a kid, and to be able to come here and have having known what works for me, and and keeping the disruptive things that I do, because um, no matter what, yeah, this was my place for so long, but I'm an outsider in this moment. I feel I don't know, I know many people. Um, I was blown away at Michael Hayes and Gorilla. Um, that was exciting. But yeah, to, to work without fear, to compete without fear, because here's what happens. If you do something that's off color or, or not what your producer or the boss wanted, well, then you come back and they yell at you. That's, what's the worst thing? Because the alternative is you go out there and you blow it. Because you're trying to play it safe, which happened to me so much in the first 10 years. So much you blow it. I would rather live and die by what I do. And I had told everyone who helped court me in the business that I have to I have to do me. I'm not gonna be rude to anybody, but I can't wait till the first writer comes up to me. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm not gonna be rude. But man, I'll probably just lie to your face. It sounds great. Because <laughs> I, I like, and I mean, no disrespect, guys, but there's, there's nothing suspension of disbelief in wrestling. There's nothing fake about what I do. That's one of the hardest things about being me is uh, the heat stays on. It's not. There's no gimmick. American Nightmare's a name, but it's just me, uh, and uh, I got to I got to do me, and that doesn't mean not listening to these individuals who know and have the knowledge, because um, all the books, if you want. To, Get over in wrestling. It's usually just here, right? You wouldn't even if somebody you wouldn't even expect been around for fifteen years. We give it to you. Um, but yeah, just to, to work and compete without fear. Because the worst that can happen is you say, "I'm sorry, it won't happen again." But you gotta, you gotta go out there because if you don't. If your segment doesn't work, nobody backstage gets credited for how that didn't work. It's you, sucks. Uh, and uh, I think that's the hard way. Cody, walk us through what it was like seeing Vince again and how that communication all went down. I can say that um, we had a, a meeting in Atlanta and I didn't expect the meeting to, I didn't expect it to go bad, but I thought, oh, I'll be presented with something that is not for me, but I'll be able to say, Thank you so much. And I'll be able to get closure on the first chapter. Because the first chapter ended real poorly. Um, hey, I'll see you next week. No, you won't. And hey, here's my post on how I'm, I'm gone, guys. No one's keeping me down like this. So I never got closure on that. Uh, I never got it with Hunter. I never got it with uh, Vince. I never got it. And that conversation was just sparkling. And it was really a 95% of that conversation was about my daughter. Um, so that was just special. I remember telling him afterwards, uh, thank you. If we never talk again, I feel so good because uh, there's a lot of equity and history uh, with my family. And I, I, you know, I'm the, I don't know how to put it. I'm the meanest of all of the Rhodes guys. Uh, I'm just a, like an angry little kid still sometimes. And Dustin and Dusty was so dynamic. But Dusty worked for Vince Sr. And had nothing but glowing things. And then 
him and, and Vince had a wonderful experience going against each other, competing against each other, but also uh, the polka dot run for what people don't remember about it was a huge money-making run for the family. Um, and then a little just personal tidbit, forgive me if I get emotional on this. Uh, not many people know this, but when I was, uh, I think I was 17, maybe 17, 18, something like that, uh, we were broke. Uh, my dad uh, started Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling. Oh, man, he's, uh, he's like, just a hair's $3 million. Just throw it in a hole and forget where the hole is. Uh, and uh, it was so much money. And he didn't want us to know we were broke, you know, um, because he made, he found ways, you know, and a lot of that was through independent wrestling. Because people who have covered my journey know there's some promoters I consistently hit, hit up because I owed them. Um, they didn't know me. And uh, you know, one time our power went out and he was, me and my sister were too proud of him to know hey, he didn't pay the bill. We didn't say anything. But uh, in 2015, WWE, uh, I think it was 2000, no, 2005, I'm sorry, 2015 when I left. 2005, when he went back to WWE, I remember they put his picture on WWE.com. He went, he was, a, he was a writer for SmackDown. He was working with Stephanie, he was having a great time. And he did that DVD. And uh, he uh, got the residual check for that DVD. And uh, my mom hit her knees and thanked God. Um, uh, because it, it kind of saved our family. So, you know, I, uh, that's tons of equity. I can break every throne. Uh, I can make fun of some of the fun things there are that we all make fun of as wrestling fans. Uh, but you're still that kid. Um, I wanted him to know that. I got to tell him that. So, yeah. And then the fun part was the pitch was really good. Uh, it was really good. And I thought, oh, I thought it was, I thought he was going to come with something terrible. And this was really good. And it was kind of everything I needed to hear. And it became the easiest decision I've ever made because it wasn't about money. Everybody pays really well in wrestling now. It was, it was about unfinished business. Maybe around the Royal Rumble. Um, because I didn't think I'd get another shot at it in terms of, I was really, I was really proud of the run I had with WWE. But, uh, at AEW, I was the executive vice president. I was the head of the community outreach department. And, uh, I had a lot of, I call them kids. And I don't know, some of them be older than me. But I had a lot of people who were in my kind of direct purview. So I didn't have time to think about it. Uh, we had a show, we had a, a business to run. Um, and I wanted to make sure, uh, I'm so glad I got one with Sammy on the way, way out. Uh, so it just was moving so fast. And then I have all these other fun projects that I love doing. I'm going to go big show and uh, Roads to the Top is actually really, sincerely very fun. I'm working on a, a pilot now about a vintage uh, spirits and bourbons in the U.S. that I'm really excited about. Um, so everything was moving so fast. So was, as soon as baby was born, it, it's the literal second thing I thought of, she's so beautiful, is uh, I have to make a lot of money. It's uh, not like, I have this baby, like what do I do? Um, so I just, I was busy, 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 and uh, I think 
stick around the Royal Rumble because what happens with the Royal Rumble is uh, this is going to sound super marky and that's fine. I have really good Rumble stats. <laughs> so they're, they're in the top 10 of the Rumblers, and I'm like one of the only two in that top 10 to not win it. And I remember thinking, like, that's going to go away. These guys, because, you know, Ziggler's still at These guys are still in there, and they're, they're kidding the time, getting the time. And like, oh, it would be really good to go back and uh, go back in a vindicated type way to me and, uh, you know, try to be the absolute best wrestler in the world prove it um, here. So I'd, I'd say about the, uh, the Royal Rumble, because also around that time sort of creeping into my mind, as much as I loved where I was, and I loved my job, it's not a dream to be an executive. Pretty cool for a minute. And then you get blamed for everything. And, you know, which the best part of it, you know, it's, it's, it's not your dream. Everyone wants to be a wrestler. The dream is they're putting the belt on in their underwear. That's the dream. And I locked myself out of because I didn't want to upset fans and, and do that. And they still got this. I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> you know, like, sorry. I, I locked myself out of the main title picture. Um, yeah, so around that, I, I had told myself I didn't want to be a gatekeeper. I didn't just want to be, oh, new debut, Cody program, new debut, Cody program. Uh, I, I didn't want to be that. So that around that time, I started thinking, what would it be? It would be different. It would probably be what's best for the whole business to do this. Uh, maybe it was, maybe it was. I think it's best for everything uh, to do this and free up some of the real estate. I mean, they hired 15 guys with what was available at the time, so that's good. Uh, yeah, I'd say about the Royal Rumble. Everyone's in stereo. Hey! No shit! What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, chose, uh, and I think you, you know this, I chose to keep quiet on, on the departure. That was part of it, but also my own work. And Tony did as well. And I was just, because we have that respect for each other. But in the process of being quiet, wrestling fans don't like to play. And they had every theory. And some of it, this was what, and I think we even spoke about this. This was really what got me, and it was hard to see, was the theories were about money creative control, and they were almost printed as if they were facts. And man, it wasn't a shred of truth. Like, that's why I kept telling everybody, I remember Meltzer reached out, he wasn't really reaching out for a scoop, but I just told him a lot, it was time. You know, it was time, and, and maybe a little, you know, damn it, on my end, like, I wish we had done this, or maybe on their end, but um, being silent, I feel so bad for my agent, who's standing somewhere in the room, because um, it was hard. Uh, I, I didn't want to be defamed, um, but also you have to accept what really did happen. You did make it. You did make the jump. So you do have to own that. So you did make the jump. You did leave, but how did you leave? So over time, you know, I've, I've told everybody there's not going to be a shoot interview from my end. There's not going to be this. There is no nefarious tale. It wasn't a scandal. Uh, it wasn't.
wasn't something brandy. It wasn't anything like that. It was just time. And that has been something that is hard, uh, I think, for fans to accept. And it was it, it's sad because you'll, you'll find a lot of wrestlers. I'm sure you've experienced this. You're like, oh, Twitter doesn't matter. Does it? <laughs> they're people. Like, oh, they're bots. They're trolls. Really? This looks like a person. And you, you lost their money. Um, you lost their friendship. You lost their family. That matters. In the industry of touching people, that matters. So the best I could do was the language of physical pro wrestling, the language of it, I thought maybe they'll figure it out and see it when I come out and feel like this isn't about leaving. It's about returning. And it wasn't about them. And I, when I say them, it wasn't about AEW. And it really wasn't about WWE. It was about me. Uh, and what, what I needed to do next is professional. And it led to WWE to be back in front of me this fandom on the biggest stage. Um, but it was tough. It was really tough. And I'm sure you met a lot of wrestlers who are, oh, there's no problem with social media, none, right? And then they're the ones who have the, the nuclear meltdown and you watch it. And I I was part of helping people, part of the you know, media team on helping people with social, and I was having meltdowns. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just, uh, I, I had to sit and take it. Did we talk about war? Okay, so measure is a measure of a man. No, it's not measure of a man. Sins of the fathers. Sins of the fathers is a next generation episode for Star Trek. If you're not in the next generation, please watch it. It's just a great epic show. It ain't nothing about space. Uh, they're just in space. Uh, but sins of the father, Warp accepts this dishonor to keep the whole thing whole. He accepts it. Man, I just felt like I'm having to sit here and just get shredded and ridiculed, and they'll never know. It wasn't a big deal. It's just time. Um, so yeah, I felt like work uh, for forty something days. But then last night, I felt oh, I feel good. They get it. And then uh, I jabbed Seth, and there was kind of a discussion on they go get it. And the jab more than the elbow. Uh, they got it. That was a really, that was a really really good feeling. So I'm glad I did stay quiet. It's a you know lesson in patience. Thank you. Hey Cody. Hey bro. We got a lot here from many people from Mexico. Uh, it was a huge deal. We went trending topic from Mexico. Oh yeah. We were trending topic over there. But I want to talk about the pop you got, the reaction from the people from West Virginia. We got a stone cold level pop. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> How big of a deal was it for you? And what does that what does that tell you about the decision you took six years ago to leave WWE to be welcomed back in that manner? Well, I think maybe just a lesson in don't don't uh, let your place on the card really define you. Um, there's a lot of guys who hit you with the pin me, pay me. They're just it's a job. This, I don't know how much of a job this is. This is, this is what I do. Uh, it's really the only thing, I, the only skill I have. Um, so I've heard different promoters say, oh, after two weeks, they forget. They don't, after, they, they, they don't remember what we did a month ago. Let's catch them up. We didn't need to catch anything yet. They knew right when they heard wrestling is more than one royal family. They got it. And they knew what it, that's what I was just telling Mike. Like the language of what we do is very clear. 
in terms of, oh, this is a, hopefully, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but a triumphant return. This is nothing different, you know. Um, but uh, I'm still kind of covering it in terms of, I put my phone down um, after a match and I looked at it. I'm not close uh, to catching up, but then also socially uh, to see all that love. You got to take that and love it because you're going to have days where I, I remember I cut this uh, really bad promo on uh, Anthony Gogo, which I thought was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was great because I was talking about my kid and my like I did. I was sincere in it. It was just ill timed and tone deaf. And uh, I looked at my phone and just like, oh my god, like, they're treating me like I murdered somebody, like I robbed a bank or something. You guys are like, yeah, I, I sometimes I'm I'll hit it out of the park or it's a strikeout. There's nothing in between. Um, and for uh, you know to to be able to kind of peek at the phone and oh, it's just gleaming and happy. And to you always want to get all the old timers with your match. You know your, your your players, your Hogan's, your Austin's. I don't say old timers, but your legends, your takers, you're just the legend. You want to get that text. Uh, and to be able to just see that some of the names, yes, you know, it's just that little silent fist bump. Got it. You know, uh, so that was uh, special. I, you said Stone Cold Pop. I got a great Stone Cold story. I don't know if you guys remember the New Japan uh, Long Beach show. I wrestled Okada. It was really fun. You know, I was just a really tremendous uh, storyteller. Okada is. And uh, I was excited. I went to, I always like to try to get some space afterwards, uh, which is not possible here, by the way. God. It was insane. It was fun though. Um, but I went out to the parking lot, and he had come to watch that show and sit on the truck with one of his friends who was producing a show. And I didn't know that. Somebody there was whispers that Steve Austin was there, and he started walking across the parking lot. I mean, it's Steve Austin, not like Steve Austin. It's the same guy walking in the ring last night, and he came up to me in the parking lot, and he was telling me uh, just about some holds that I could do differently and but he was giving me really sincere, genuine advice from, you know, wrestling's most prolific moneymaker. It was just you had to stop yourself from like, oh, stop being a fan and listen to what he's saying. Listen. So I'm listening and then all this press and media is slowly coming, slowly coming, slowly coming. It's literally looking like they're moving up and right as they got a little closer, he just patted me on the shoulder. He turned around and he walked off into the darkness. <laughs> There's no car, there's no hotel, there's no thing. And it was like Batman. It was legit like Batman because there were people like, where'd he go? And he was gone. So I don't know if he like turned the corner and sprinted. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really special thing. And we got to have that moment again last night. Uh, yeah, it was special because he, he said that was the match that we needed to have. And uh, keep hearing that from the guys going on last. Yo, thank you so, so much. A lot of equity with my family and him as well. So, yeah, thank you. It was, it was good. Glad you enjoyed it. That's really, we're supposed to have fun. Some of you are supposed to be fun. Holy smokes. Bleacher Report, huh? Oh. <laughs> were you ever on any of the conference calls? No. Those guys are sweet as can be, but they're some funny moments. Oh man, I'm sorry, I got that. Oh man. 
everyone talks about the forbidden door, and I mentioned that in that interview. Uh, the forbidden door isn't just a dream match they throw together. The forbidden door is literally having the balls to make the hard decision, make those moves, and, and go back and forth. But the forbidden door, you know, it's not locked. Um, I know there's, I've seen that, I've seen that in writing. That, oh, how this goes will will maybe impress upon others if they want to make the, the move, if they want to switch. One goes here, one goes there. That couldn't be, that's the best thing ever. It's healthy, right? You guys are all here covering wrestling. Is everyone here a wrestling fan? That's more than anything. You're covering you're covering this. Uh, isn't it nice that you can go to all these different places? And isn't that nice? Doesn't that feel good? And, and, and it's not a, the world is not so small that you don't know. Um, you, you, I know that so person. You're talking about Okada, for example. He was to walk up. I know that guy. I know that you know those individuals, and maybe there will be some some back and forth, and maybe some folks uh, uh, will will come by. But I'm I'm just happy that business is healthy, and that uh, that I was I was you know uh, part of that. But now, as healthy as it is. Steve Austin will also tell you how healthy it was um, at one point. And I think that's the responsibility. It's, and I think that's why I, I never want to begrudge somebody who goes and does a movie or does a pilot or does something because they're, they're yeah, they're doing it for something for themselves as well. But that don't that doesn't hurt what we do. It brings more people to the table. Um, that's what you want. That's old school promoter. Hey, you went to the show last week. You had a great time. You told two of his buddies. There's three people who came. That's it's still the same style of promotion in wrestling, but as many people to come, uh, and if they find someone they love, then they follow their journey. So that's the real responsibility. As far as last night was great, but it was a free. It really was. It, um, I'm, I'm very glad that I, I think the match was strong, but it was a free, and the responsibility really is on what do we do next? Because this is crazy in terms of the legacy that's been laid out and what's happened. And the, now what? Needs to be just as big, and uh, that's that's definitely a, a tall order. But I look I look forward to that. You know, you, you want to play in the Super Bowl, you want to win the big game, win the big one. Uh, yeah, good responsibility. It's good pressure. And thank you, Mister. Absolutely, very good. <laughs> 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 Yeah, Baron Corbin was Well, I kept an eye on everybody. Um, you gotta remember, we we came up like there's guys that I came up with. Um, like Miz. I was so proud of him last night. Because I was on a bus with people kind of poking fun at Miz. Oh, I can't I hate people, so you can't work. Well, what is work? Because if working is getting this crowd going nuts and then giving them a surprise at the end, he definitely can. Um, and at the highest level, I'm so proud of him. Uh, to see Kofi, all his kids. Uh, honestly, um, uh, to, see, to see Beth and be able to share photos of our, our children. Um, just, uh, I really, I tried to keep in touch with everybody. Um, I did. Um, I did. So it didn't feel like I had been a it was really jarring when I walked in. 
Gorilla because I never went through Gorilla to go out. I went to the little Cody Vader thing. So I never saw him. So then I went to Gorilla and it's just, oh my gosh, I, I already know all these people. Um, and uh, you're wearing that Brody shirt. It's a great example. Uh, everybody in the business came together over uh, you know what happened with Brody. Um, so this was a good time to see some people. Um, yeah, no, I, I kept in touch with everybody. The one that I was a little shocked. I was told that Randy is like a family man now and doesn't get in trouble and I, I won't have it <laughs> because the very first time I met Randy, that, it was the first time I saw Randy, we were in Cape Town, South Africa at this, the uh, TV hotel or whatever for that tour, really nice hotel. And I walked by the men's bathroom and he had his hands around the urinal. And he goes, hey, Coach, look at this. And he yanked the entire urinal out of the wall. The entire, like superhuman strength, plaster ripping off the thing, flood just sweeping out into the lobby, and he giggled. <laughs> and I thought, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I got what it takes to, to be a wrestler. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I had this big talent meeting the next day. Hey, there were security cameras, guys. We want to know who did it. He walked up in front of everybody, said, Hey, I want to know who did it, and it. <laughs> this is a man. This guy is nuts. Uh, and then to see him, he's got this family, and he's a leader, and because he was a great teacher, he really was. I told him last night I got a brief interaction with him. I said, "Thank you for teaching me," because uh, he took the time to teach me. But that one shocks me. So I'm going to try and set some like traps, <laughs> some things to see if I can get him back, because that was important. Like Randy freaking out was a big part of my life. You know, ice cream. He had to have ice cream. If he didn't have ice cream, he'd tell him, I'm going to go to the kitchen and make my own ice cream. It was just, I need him that there. And I don't think I'm going to get him there, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try and stir him up as much as possible. I think I'm going to start today and tell him such and such, and such said this about you. See what I can do. But I was shocked that he's, I'm, I'm very happy that he's the man he's become and to be able to lead people because he was so good to me. He was never in public, but on the side, he told me everything I needed to be successful as a wrestler and he did it in front of me as well he showed so uh, i was so happy uh, to see him i really can't wait to get back in the ring with him i'd probably hold off on it for a hair but i can't wait to, to do that how bad is my forehead by the way it's all right Homie went to town with the Kawada kicks. <laughs> Homie went to town. I, and then after, I didn't know what it was. My wife was just, I think it's better. <laughs> Not here. here. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. WrestleMania 32, asked our Super Oh, yeah, yeah. WrestleMania 38, last night, you went through with me, Rhodes, family, and the Bears. Yeah. In the same building six years later, what kind of extra significance do you? Time to be back here at the same spot. Well, uh, one of the things in there, you from Dallas, Morning? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, I lived briefly in Denton County and in Von Eric country, and as a kid, we lived in McKinney. Uh, I love Dallas. Um, I don't want to give you a short answer, but uh, I'll say I'm really looking forward to telling fans uh, on Raw, hopefully, and you know, it's the Raw after. WrestleMania, so who knows what's going to happen? It's kind of like the mystery vortex of, of, of WWE, but I'm really looking forward to telling them my intentions 
But I think if you're a hard, not a hardcore band, I think if you're a wrestling band, a sports entertainment band, I think if you're a band, you get it in terms of what I want to do. Uh, and I, I had said uh, in the interview that got me uh, for uh, WWE.com, uh, the interview they got me right afterwards, I had kind of opened the bag in terms of, for so long, I tried so hard to just veer away from Dusty. Just because he was, he was Dusty. Like, you know, like, I don't want them chanting his name. He's already over. You know, like, I, he's he was the best. Uh, and just a superb performer. And the industry's been so good to him after his passing in terms of nobody rewriting history of what he actually did. Um, but I think for the first time, yeah, there's that great quote, you know, you, a man often finds his destiny on the path he takes to avoid it. That's that's me. It, it really is, you know. Um, so it'll uh, it'll be unique to just kind of put that out there. Because there's a story that I hopefully get to tell fans that I've never told fans about why. Why I wanted to be a wrestler. Some people in this room might know it. Why I wanted to be a wrestler. But I've never told the full, uh, you know, wrestling fans, sports entertainment fans, the WWE Universe. I've never told it. Uh, and I get the chance to do that. But I feel like I may not need to. Because I think if they see it, the jabs, the elbow, they'll get it. It was special. And Texas is, Texas is a Texas crowd. And Texas crowds are different. San Antonio is hot. Uh, Laredo is, is on fire. Hidalgo is on fire. Uh, Houston uh, is a little bit more of you got to earn it. you got to earn it. Dallas is a lot of you got to earn it, too. They've seen the Monarchs. They've seen uh, Undertaker, Steve Austin, Booker T. They've seen it. And I loved that. I loved that. I felt like Barry Windham out there. Because it was a matter of, okay, it's going good. And you know, as the sound goes up in those stadiums, but then to be able to slowly, slowly, oh, stop. Felt like a pro. So many people from the UK here. It's amazing. Lots of people. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah. And so you just spent a little bit, but how would you describe Dottie and Sam last night? Maybe just going your own way to come off through the stage. I mean, you went through the mind, you got the reaction. I feel like uh, I'm a. I try to be like a. Sorry for saying, Mike. I try to be a master of faces. I think about what will I do? Will I smile? Will I touch my, you know, tongue to my teeth? Will I smirk? Will I sneer? Will I drop my? Head? I try to do. I think a lot about cameras, and I want to do this. Want to do that? I had nothing. I, I honestly, and I, I got in the ring, and I had nothing because it was just real. I didn't need to indicate um, how I felt. It was it was just sincere. So I, I didn't know what the feeling would be other than I had told so many of these guys to kind of flank me. It's so heavy. It's so heavy. And this happened so quick. It's been 40-something days. 40-something days of wrestling Sammy Guevara on a different show and having a, a great time and a very fun, great ladder match. And now, bam whole world's kind of changed again, at least for me personally. So that was a good indication of uh, how sincere everything was because I just didn't have, I had, I had to just really feel it and take it in. I've not watched it back, but I, I know there's a couple moments I'm thinking, stone-faced, like, it's just so, so good to feel it, but uh, definitely nothing but positive. Uh, there wasn't anything I kicked myself over. I wanted to jump into the crowd, uh, but I know the rules are 
different and such. And then I thought, eh, I could still do it. Maybe I'll do it. And then it was just, we were moving along, moving along. But I hope that we can do that at some point here soon, just because it's so good to, to see the fans and see them like that. Especially making that good time. They're here for more than two days, really. It's got to be the best experience of their life. Every wrestling church would do that, or I didn't do that. But yeah, that the big indicator that I was in a whole new place was the nut of my faces. I don't think more than that. I was just. I, everyone told me, oh, they're going to love it. It's going to be huge. You don't know that. And plus, I come off a situation where I split. crowd split on me. So I was prepared for that. Which would be great. I love this. Love Welcome this split. But that wasn't the split. Thank you. And it was good. And the better and better stand for me. Got it. Uh, Ricky Chino, SB Nation. Nice to finally meet you in person. Yeah, nice Thank you for doing this. I uh, want to talk about your opponent last night. A lot of people said that he would have been the you know perfect opponent for you at WrestleMania. This is a guy you may mention in an interview before that you were his first dark match. Yeah. To watch Seth Rollins grow from there to where he is last night. You know, what do you think about his evolution and also the work that he did in this build up to this match by himself? When he was um, cooking and smoking in San Jose, when he worked, uh, he wrestled Randy, great match. Then he went out and cashed in. I was, uh, as wrestlers, you're, you're happy for each other, but also, hmm, it's the spot you wanted. Yeah. And some people get it sooner than later. He was part of this crop of guys and girls that were Dusty's kids from NXT. Ooh, I hated all of Dusty's kids. Uh, and I didn't, you know, like that was unfair. It was just jealousy. It was just a little bit of like bitterness in the soul. And what better revenge on earth is there than success? And, you know, he absolutely moved way ahead of way up the card, but to be able to share this. Uh, and you mentioned one of the hardest things to do in pro wrestling and sports entertainment is get to the show. That's to get to the show and keep people's imagination. That's what how I define pro wrestling. Your ability to capture their imagination from show to show. That's what a pro wrestler is to me. And he did such he did such a marvelous job to get there. And then uh, to be able to take him you know by surprise within the confines of the show itself. Uh, I feel like it couldn't have been anybody else. I really I feel like I like Kalamazoo, Michigan. He walked out, introduced himself to the crowd, Intercontinental title, whatever it may be. Dayton, Ohio, I'll never forget. He had come off a ring of honor. And I wasn't being a dick or anything, but I asked him, I said, You think they're going to announce you from Dayton? Because we do that for the dark matches, you know, from Dayton, Ohio, Tyler Black. And he goes, Ah, probably not. They'll know me, though. (laughs) (laughs) And then they did. It wasn't. Overwhelming, but as I was dashing Cody Rhodes at the time, so it wasn't overwhelming for me either in terms of receptions. But they did. There was a contingent of the, you know, the the ROH fandom. Um, so he always had that confidence, and he always had that business acumen. And, and we're both fathers now, and 
uh, just to see the level he's grown. He was ready long before others. That's a skill in itself. Some of us are slow learners, me being the number one example. Uh, but it really couldn't have been anybody but him. Really couldn't have been anybody but him. I really look forward to, uh, I don't think that would be the only one. I don't, uh, no, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. What did happen? Well, that's, that's that's how they love. You. They boo you. They love you. They cheer for you. They love you. They don't really do anything. They don't. Um, Thanks, man. So my question is a little off the beaten Um You brought a decent Ricky Starks to AEW. You obviously have an eye for young talent. What's the future of the Nightmare Factory? And do you oh. have interest in following what's up with your dad down with NXT, WWE developmental? Do you want to work on that side? Of never say never. Just general. In six years, we're having this conversation again. I'm completely going back on what I said. I don't think I want a management job in wrestling ever. Um, I don't think I was mature enough for it, and I and I tried. Um, and Eddie and uh, and uh, Ricky mentioned both. All I did was put them out. Seth did the same thing for me last time. He put me out there. Uh, he put me out there. Tony Khan was the one who said yes. Because I had said, we don't have to hire everybody from the Open Challenge. He basically did. Um, at the time, um, the Nightmare Bank has never been connected with anybody, anyway. So I want them all. But I, we don't, a lot of them think it's a fast track to a wrestling company. And what I try to tell them, and I understand why, it's people have gotten called up. But I try to tell them it's a fast track to just learning how to make money in sports entertainment and pro wrestling. You, uh, the first thing I do at the end is I, I say, hey, don't be afraid to ask. If you want to talk to Mike Lombardi at NEW or if you want to go to Chaotic, if you're all pro wrestling, tell them you should be trained here. That's the whole point. I don't. If you don't make it then to the end of the 12 weeks, then we don't have to worry about it. But all of them can make it. I, that's a hard thing for me is I, I love all these kids. And I'm like, I can't buy it's too many at this point. You know, I remember my first student, and that being Brooke Havoc, and now like every camp there's somebody like that. Um, but yeah, no, I just I wanted to feed the wrestling and sports entertainment space, uh, and I want them to go and make the right decisions. And we have great we have trainers there from one company, we have trainers there from another company. It's all harmony, synergy. We watch everything. I don't like to be in a bubble, right? I know how big wrestling was, and it would be very easy to be in this bubble. I could live in it forever in terms of the scope of the grandeur of what Kevin Dunn directed last night in terms of just this beautiful presentation. But I, we know it's all it's happening all over. That's why it worked last night. It wasn't just in a cave for six years. Um, so that's that's why it worked. So the factory will continue to operate and run. If I never walk into the performance center, I'd be happy because it's just it's a little too hard for me. You know that's. Uh, that's where his office was. His boots are there. It's just a little too hard for me. And also, when I graduated OVW, my dad told me, never go back. Never, you, you're done. You're done. Never go back. Because you, you can learn wrestling moves all day long in a wrestling school. No knocking on that. You can learn flip dives. You can learn all these moves that are needed today. The high-tech stuff, as Arn Anderson likes to call it, the high-tech stuff. Uh, but the only way you really get the flow and the connection is, is working in front of, working in front of 
crowds, and that you don't have that ability. You can get your students to be a crowd, it's not really uh, the same. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm game. I'm the, like, as the press release stated, it's just a very large agreement. I'm fully all in and committed to it. So where I go, you know, they'll send me where where I go. But I, uh, I will try and steer clear of any management roles, anything like ever. I just I'm wrestling, right? Just super familiar. Uh, and, I'm, and and that's probably what's what's best best for me. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I blew it. I didn't talk about anything. Okay. Where's Gina? I'm so sorry. It's my publicist. Everybody say hi, Gina. Hi, Gina. Uh, this is great. This is very exciting. This is one of the big pieces to the puzzle in terms of coming back. Uh, a and is doing a documentary on uh, my dad. And uh, I was not worried. Inviting it that they wouldn't get it right, um, but uh, I know for sure they will get it right because uh, I'm the executive producer on it and uh, it's covering a lot. I wonder if you guys will see Brothers' interview and Janie Ingalls' interview. You probably know Janie, some of these historic figures that uh, surrounded uh, my father. I think everyone knows I, I have a list of names of all the people who have wronged Dusty over the years. It's like Arya Stark. <laughs> People, you know, people who said this and said this, but in this case, I'm just really happy. Let's present the real story. Let's present what he did uh, with Crockett, what he did with uh, the WWF, what he would ultimately do with NXT. Let's present the real story because uh, he's a very authentic person in somewhat of a, a not authentic uh, world, and it was positive for him and it was negative. But uh, I'm glad to sh uh, share the legacy with the world. All four of the kids uh, are in it, and that's very, uh, very rare that we have kids together to do anything. So, yeah. Very much looking forward to that. I hope it's the best of the doc series. I mean, uh, in a fun, competitive way, I'm sure they'll all be wonderful. But I'm happy to revisit uh, Dusty again. And, and that was happening before I had decided to come back. So now there's a whole other layer. Um, I think the ending changed to it all. There's a whole other layer to it that's really special. So very much looking forward to that. Very much. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you guys. Oh, yeah.